0: This is the daily detail, powered by 1819 News, honest news. Alabama, Alabama, our great state, the voice of Alabama values. Alabama, unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
1: One of Alabama's congressmen is reacting to the raid on former President Donald Trump's Florida home this past Monday, as well as a bill that's being considered in the House that would allow the IRS to hire eighty-seven thousand more tax agents. Congressman Jerry Carl released a statement following the news of the mar lago raid by 30 FBI agents. Carl called the move totally unprecedented and a dark day in American history. Carl believes it's no surprise that Americans no longer trust the FBI or the Department of Justice since these same agencies knowingly lied to Americans about Russian collusion while also protecting Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden from being held accountable for their actions. Carl also spoke on the same day to 1819's political editor, Jeff Poor about the Inflation Reduction Act that passed the Senate and is now going to be voted on, potentially, this coming Friday. This bill would provide more IRS agents to track down the American taxpayer. Carl spoke on FM Talk 106.5 automobile, saying it makes him a nervous wreck. It is just, it may be nauseated it's actually passed. Someone's got to explain to me why we need
2: 78,000 new IRS agents. Now, this will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon. So, this is the new domestic Pentagon, as far as I'm concerned, dealing with the, the, the American citizens. And I'm not one to scream fire and, and, and try to get everybody to run out of a room, but we've been quietly watching as the IRS has just been loading up on ammunition. Now, why does an IRS agent need ammunition? But they've been stockpiling ammunition. Now they've got eighty-seven thousand new people, and and I'm telling you, folks need to be worried. They need to be worried. Republicans, Democrats, Independents, everybody, because the, the IRS has the capability of coming in and flashing a badge and going through everything you've got. They do not have to go through the normal court procedures. If then they no more. I've got a businessman here in town. That has shut his business down completely. He has been almost six years shut down, and they're holding about three and a half million dollars of his money, and he can't get it out. I can't help him get it out. We've all been trying to struggle and, and trying to help him get it out. So, don't underestimate the power of the IRS. And now they they they're they're unhinged. Now they're going to have 78,000 more IRSAs. They have $80 billion to come after you now.
1: The Alabama Sheriff's Association has a new executive director. Jimmy Lambert has been serving in the Alabama Attorney General's Office for the past 10 years. Lambert has also worked within the Department of Homeland Security before his time at the AG's office. Lambert will assume this new position at the ASA this coming October 1st. Lambert is replacing outgoing Bobby Timmons as executive director. Timmins and 1819 News both got national attention during the 2022 legislative session here in Alabama. That's because Timmins was against constitutional carry and during an interview confirmed that he was working with a gun control group known as Moms Demand Action. He also told 1819 reporter Craig Monger that he was in favor of changing the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution in order to limit Americans getting guns. National media outlets caught wind of that story and shared it on their platforms, including the National Rifle Association. Parole is denied to a man accused of killing three people in Guntersville back in 2018. The Alabama Board of Pardons and Paroles rejected the request from Jimmy O'Neill Spencer this past Tuesday. Spencer was granted parole in 2017 and then went on to get arrested and charged for the murders that happened in 2018. Governor Ivey even weighed in on this story warning the board that it would be downright despicable if they proceeded with releasing this inmate. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall says he's relieved to hear of the decision against Spencer, but he also said it highlights the flaws in the system that would even make Spencer eligible to be considered for parole. Marshall says that under no circumstances should a man serving two life sentences and awaiting another murder trial be brought up for parole. A Birmingham lawyer is getting himself in trouble with the law after he was caught trying to smuggle heroin into the Jefferson County Jail. Harrison Jones of H.R. Jones Law was trying to get the drugs to one of his clients. Jones has since posted bail, but first he was charged with trafficking drugs and promoting prison contraband. Jones is a criminal defense lawyer with cases involving DUI, drug possession, and domestic violence. A cabinet-making company is expanding in Alabama. Wellborn Cabinets will build a $17 million facility at the Oxford West Industrial Park. This new facility will be on a 60-acre plot of land within the park and will create 400 jobs for that area. Wellborn Cabinets builds kitchen and bath cabinetry. In Macon County, a new type of animal shelter is about to kick off. The Big Dog Ranch Rescue will have 100 acres with cage-free, no-kill facilities for rescue dogs. The dog ranch will also include rehabilitation and adoption for dogs across the southern part of Alabama. CEO Lori Simmons spoke with WSFA News. I can turn this into a happy place for the dogs and the people that, that come to
0: volunteer or help in any way. And just really, really excited to be part of this community.
1: The Big Dog Ranch Rescue plans to be fully open and running by September of this year. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, reactions are coming in fast and furious from Republicans and Trump supporters who are appalled at the FBI raid of his Mar-a-Lago estate. Those who worked with the Trump administration share stories of how the leadership within the FBI has shown itself in the past to be very partisan and politically driven, Richard Grinnell was the acting director of national intelligence. He spoke on Real America's Voice about what he encountered in that position.
0: Um, I have too much experience with trying to declassify or unredact information that I was told originally was, uh, you know, redacted by FBI agents. And when I sought out who those particular people were. And I went and I looked them in the eye and I said, why did you classify this? Why is it redacted? Why do you think this is a source or a method? They looked at me and said, actually, I don't believe that even though my name is on it, my bosses did that. That was done at a higher level. And that's what really empowered me to say uh, that we have a lot of FBI agents who actually." are uncomfortable with the leadership. And we have to hold the leadership accountable. This is America. Chris Ray needs to be hauled in front of Congress. I'm tired of Congress talking a big game. They've got to haul these people in and use every single tool that they have to put them in a position where they're answering these questions. And maybe we're at the point where we have to start impeaching people. But, you know, I see Steve on the left, a whole bunch of people who are saying, you know, this is justice, this is uh, the American system working. And what they miss, and I think it's very clear, what they are missing is the multiple examples of lies that the security state and the DOJ have pushed. I mean, look no further than the FISA warrant, that they all were convinced was the truth that turned out to be totally phony, and they missed it. Look at the Russian collusion. Look what they've done on Hunter Biden's laptop with big tech completely shutting down anyone that talks about this. What we have a problem in Washington with is the state bureaucracy, big tech, big corporations is trying to crush dissenting voices.
1: Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz spoke with Newsmax about the fact that if this raid was not done for just cause and by the books, that any case brought against Trump will be tossed out by a judge.
3: The law is clear. You don't engage in a raid unless you've exhausted all the other remedies, unless you believe that the person raided will destroy the evidence. Uh, Raids are not a first recourse in America. They're a last recourse. And so uh, the government will have to show a court eventually that they exhausted all other possibilities or they had a reasonable basis for believing that the evidence would be destroyed if it was sought in the normal legal course of events through subpoena. Raids are a last resort. Mm -hmm. But this administration has used the weaponization of the justice system against its political enemies. It's arrested people, denied them bail, put them in handcuffs, used all kinds of techniques that are not usually applied to American citizens. And I just hope this raid has a justification. If it doesn't have a justification, the material seized in it will be suppressed.
1: More details are now coming out about the Florida judge who signed off on the raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. That judge is Bruce Reinhardt. Before he came into that judge position, Reinhart represented employees of Jeffrey Epstein. Reinhart was first working as a U.S. attorney in Florida, but left that job in 2008 to work for Epstein. Reinhardt represented... Epstein's pilots and schedulers and according to the New York Post, he represented a female that worked for Epstein that Epstein referred to as his Yugoslavian sex slave. Reinhardt ran a private practice for 10 years while he did that before he then became a judge in 2018. During his time in private practice, the Department of Justice named Reinhardt in a civil lawsuit due to his job with Epstein. They claimed it violated a DOJ policy to not switch sides and potentially have insider information on a case that could be leveraged in favor of Epstein. All of this was first reported when it happened in the Miami Herald. And speaking of judges, the U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C. has now determined that the House Ways and Means Committee can have the tax returns of Donald Trump. The House Committee sued for those documents in 2019 and have continued to pursue those docs even after Trump left the White House. The panel of judges in Washington, D.C. determined that this request did not violate the separation of executive and legislative branches. The Remain in Mexico policy for border crossers seeking asylum in the U.S. is now over. The policy was first put in place by the Trump administration to stop the amount of illegals coming across the U.S.-Mexico border. It requires those crossing into the U.S. to return to Mexico as the immigration judicial process gets underway for them to obtain asylum, assuming, of course, they have just cause for it. Now, the Biden administration and the Department of Homeland Security announced they are ending the policy after a judge in Texas lifted his injunction. That injunction was lifted due to the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court ruled this past June that the policy could be ended. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams at Right Side Radio as he does a segment on being fit to fight.
4: We are seeing something like we've not seen since the 70s when it comes to recruiting. They are not making mission. I guarantee you if there's a recruiter out there and you want to or you have somebody who knows someone in recruiting, I would love to hear someone call in and say, here's what we're dealing with. It is way down. Why is it way down? Well, General Keene first addressed the military recruiting pool. All right. There are issues in leadership. I believe this is but but he also pointed out that culturally speaking, not just and, and, and but so when you see things happening in a cultural sense, understand that's the pool from which we recruit for the military. And culturally speaking, what we're seeing right now, one is the eligibility pool is way down in part because of what he d- labeled as moral issues, meaning that largely crime. I would also suggest that drug use is a big part of it. Uh, which is a crime, but in some places it's not. So if you, if you live in a state where marijuana is legalized, guess what? In the military, you still can't piss hot and be able to stay in. So the reality is you're going to wind up seeing kids who can't join because they live in a place that has culturally gotten them adapted to the idea of not being capable, whether they are, you know, have a criminal record, whether they are a drug user. But morally speaking, the pool is smaller. Secondly, he also pointed out medical. Too many kids, too many kids these days do not have what it takes physically to be able to join the military. They can't pass the physical training tests. They can't, you know, keep up. They can't, tote the ruck they can't lift that thing or drag that person or carry that buddy who may get wounded in combat they can't put on the body armor and be able to sustain because their backs their bones are not set up for it it's it's unbelievable to me that we are at that point and it's because we have become a a nation that has so many comorbidities at young ages obesity diabetes high blood pressure all of them are disqualifiers and all of them are more rampant than they've ever been and the third thing he labels mental he, he, as academics, really, he alludes to something, but he doesn't want to just, just basically trounce the current leadership. But if you read between the lines, what he's basically saying is there are other issues, and they need to do a study on these. What is happening? Heritage.com, the Heritage Foundation, they label it the woke takeover of the U.S. military.
1: You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and are benefiting from these reports, feel free to pass on a link to a friend so they can listen as well. And as an end of report encouragement, remember that every bad actor that's reported on that makes headline news, there are millions and millions of others who are doing the right thing every day, all day, and they're never going to get a report on their actions, but they still do it anyways. So let's go and do likewise. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our
0: great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.